Welcome to the Gridiron Show. Will Gavin, Ollie Hunter, alongside me. We have returned from our usual post-Super Bowl hiatus. We didn't have anything to say about the Combine, but we've got a lot to say about the free agency period opening up, about the trades going on, because it is time to say Happy New Year! Happy New Year! What I really like about these new studios, Ollie, is that there is... I looked for you to be air drumming, but there is a screen directly between us, so I can just see the peak of your little flat cap that you've got going on and maybe just the whites of your eyes, and that's it. It's quite nice. I just don't have to look too much at you. I air drummed. Good to know. Don't you worry about that, boy. I Good to air know, drummed. Buddy. Am I a bit echoey? Yeah, I, I think we, echoey. Yeah, we're still figuring them out. It's all yeah. good. New studios. I'm sure you've heard about it. If you're in anywhere TalkSport listener, we were contractually obliged to talk about them constantly. Factual. Uh, but it's, uh, <laughs> uh, we are delighted to be back. We've had a, a nice little five or six weeks off. Uh, we've garnered some really good interviews in that time. I, we could drop in. I mean, Tim Brown talking about Antonio Brown, Hall of Fame Raiders wide receiver. I've got, uh, Brian Erlacher, Hall of Fame linebacker of the Chicago Bears. Uh, we've got oh, sorry, all our I stuff miss, I miss left over. I missed my cue over. to go, who? Uh, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. We've got all our stuff left over from, uh, from the Super Bowl as well. All that to get to. But today's show, I suspect we are going to be going hard in on all of the moves happening. Cause Deep. as always, the legal tampering period and all that is proven to be nonsense. All the moves have already been happening and they look very, very exciting. Yeah! So much has happened. You wake up and something new. Someone else has gone. Invariably, Willie's been, for some reason, up at three o'clock, even when he isn't working. Um, <laughs> And, and and breaking some sort of deal. What was it, Le'Veon Bell last night? Yeah, you're referring to my barrage of messages within our group about uh, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, uh, all of the stuff with D Ford going to the 49ers. Yeah, I, uh, Has I, he gone yet, D Ford? Well, it's not been confirmed, but multiple reports of a 2020 sure. second round pick and a and a big old contract for him. Uh, look, we are um, we're very much uh, going to try and cover as many of the stories as we possibly can on today's show. So we're going to hold those interviews back and save them because there's so much to do. Stuff could break while we're sat here on air. We've got to talk about uh, the Raiders going nuts, the Jets going nuts, the Browns going nuts, uh, the classic the, which the of those... The Packers going nuts. The Packers going nuts. Which yeah. of these teams is going to be the Dolphins of the year who splash out big in free agency and then it never quite works out? Who is going to be brilliant? Uh, all of it, we're going to get to all of it. Uh, we're, as much as we can. We'll probably forget stuff. We'll probably miss something off. If your team gets missed, tweet us at Gridiron and let us know that we're terrible people. Ollie, it's not like I've not seen you in the last five weeks, but how you been, buddy? I'm good. I went skiing in Austria. I've uh, been homeless for four weeks. What you mean is you went drinking in Austria yeah, and then occasionally had a little ski. Yeah, that's very true. And uh, you being homeless feels like nothing new. <laughs> I mean, I look uh, homeless now I actually am homeless. I'm living out of an Airbnb until Barclays decide that they want to give me a mortgage. Get on with it, Barclays. You're wasting Damn it, Barclays. Life. You are literally wasting... Uh, look, I was with Barclays for five years, never defaulted on, on a mortgage, and they still haven't given me one. They still haven't underwritten one because, oh, maybe someone's been on holiday or some. They, we need this bit of paperwork. You've got the paperwork. Get on with it. 
I don't want to live in an Airbnb anymore. Stop your faffing. Yeah, stop fanning around. Are you in the same Airbnb you've been in the whole time, or did you have to change no, no, no. post-Austria? Well, uh, I moved out of the Airbnb Austria, and I went back to the same one, but I'm going somewhere else, because this one is now booked from the point that I booked it up until... Anyway, I'm going somewhere else on a week Tuesday. No, on Tuesday. Hopefully it gets sorted out, buddy. Thanks, buddy. But how have you been? You're off somewhere rather... You've been somewhere exciting, and you're off somewhere very exciting. Went for a messy weekend in Amsterdam with some buddies and my wife. That was really good fun. I went to see Anderson Pack, and yeah, just got real messed up so <laughs> still feeling the effects of that a little bit uh yeah off to new york at the beginning of april for Ooh. wrestlemania and all of that good stuff plus then staying out there for another five days with my wife actually i'm staying out there for another two days with my wife and extra time producer sam stevens oh uh, what's sammy <laughs> stevens doing out there well he's coming for wrestlemania oh, to right, be okay. like the camera guy etc and then he's uh he's gonna stick around for a couple of days and and just hang out as a third wheel Basically, you're replacing Sammy... No, sorry, you're replacing me with Sammy Stevens. 100%. Yeah, that, and that's fair enough. It's exactly what's uh, happening. I, I totally understand. Re- New York is just a great city, isn't it? Oh, it's just a great city. Just a great city. Yeah. Are you going to catch any sport whilst you're out there as well? Like uh, well? Maybe some soccer ball. So we made friends with uh, with a guy that we were out in, when we were out at the Super Bowl uh, who represented, in fact, represents the two players in Tim Brown and Brian Erlacher we're going to have on these next couple of shows. Uh, he is a Yankees season ticket holder with really good seats and offered them to me and my wife if there are any home games while we're there. They literally go on a nine-day road run oh, just before sorry. we arrive out there. What, when do you arrive out in New York? What day? Properly devastating. Thursday, the 4th of April. Well, the New York Red Bulls play Minnesota United on the 7th. So Is that, that the Sunday? I don't know. This is the 7th. Yeah, the Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Bad luck. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm ch- I know which one I'm choosing in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally understand. We, we'll look into it. We'll figure it all out. Uh, we've got loads to get to, signings-wise. A lot of the top free agents already off the board. We mentioned it there. A lot of teams going uh, going nuts early on and really uh, throwing their weight around. It's always that time of year where people will feel like they've won free agency, but have they really one free agency. So let's get into it, Ollie. And I think there is only one place to start. That is on the West Coast. That's in the Bay Area, and it's with the Oakland Raiders. So far, they've brought in LaMarcus Joyner on a four-year, $42 million contract. I mean, absolutely necessary upgrade. Today, they brought in uh, wide receiver Terrell Williams. A bit of a high contract for who is going to be a number two, even number three receiver at $44 million over four years with 22 guaranteed. But it I like is, him a lot. I liked him out of the Chargers one of the Williams twins, not related, but um, <laughs> eleven million, eleven million for over four, you know, every year for over four years. It seems high, but you know, everything. That's why the salary cap was increased. That that there are, there is more money for slushing around all of these contracts are massively front-loaded they're all designed with get outs they're all designed with and, and this is it when we're going to talk about the big one here which is antonio brown but uh, we'll get to that in a moment let's um let's first mention trent brown who get does get himself an absolutely monster contract four years 66 million dollars 37 of that fully guaranteed that is the biggest contract for a tackle in the nfl there's a lot of speculation that, that that why are they bringing this guy in when they drafted a left tackle last year who started quite a few games uh, and they're bringing in 
a glorified right tackle in his previous life who had a great season at the Patriots at left tackle. I don't understand why people... I think they're going to bring him in and play him at right tackle and mm. have him opposite the the sophomore, and that's how they're going to set up the line. I, I don't see that they are looking to very specifically bring him in as their left tackle option and move, is it Colton? So I, I, I don't hate it. I don't love it for the money, but he is a startable player, so the Raiders need a lot more of those, it's fair to say. It's a Mike Mayock effect. Mike Mayock has seen something in Trent Brown way back in college and then into his his pro career and, and thought this is exactly the kind of guy we need on that right side. It's I don't see an issue um, when you are shifting from one side to the other. You often see players, backup players, come in and uh, when, when the starter's gone down, come in and do a very, very good job on the opposite side to the to what they're used to, especially in the tackle um, department as well. So yeah, no no issues there with me. But the Antonio Brown one is uh, where was he going to go? Is he going to go here? Is he going to go there? Going to the Raiders is pretty pretty crazy, isn't it? So two draft picks. They're number sixty six and they're one hundred and fifty first. So a third and a fifth round pick they sent back to to the Steelers in exchange for Antonio Brown. Now what I'm going to do here is I'm not going to talk about what the Raiders have paid for him. I think what they've paid for him in terms of money is big, but actually not horrendous. I thought there was a lot of people going, like having a go at Antonio Brown for, what, making sure he earns more money late in his career when actually he's been pretty cheap for how good he's been for many, many years. Yeah. A lot of people wanting to have a go at him for that. I don't have any problem with it. don't have any problem with him getting the money and going and getting a payday. I don't think he'll work well with Derek Carr, and that's going to be a really difficult relationship to get on the same page. My bigger problem when we talk about all of this is I don't understand why on earth the Pittsburgh Steelers have been given some kind of mulligan by so many people in the media. Why the fact that we're going to talk about the Odell Beckham trade, which for me, a first, a third and Jabril Peppers is less than Odell Beckham's worth. But it just gives you a stark realization of how bad the Antonio Brown trade is. Two years ago, when they signed a new contract with Antonio Brown and they and they put Lev Bell on his first franchise tag, they had two of the best positional players in the entirety of the NFL there ready and available to them. And they've managed to let them both go for what will most likely be, when they get a con compensatory pick for Le'Veon Bell, two-thirds and a fifth. It is an absolute mess which has happened in Pittsburgh. It's an absolute mess which has happened with Mike Tomlin. Honestly, I think Kevin Colbert has a lot to answer for. And the fact that they've got $21 million in dead cap space as part of that as well, in a situation where they had so many cap space issues, they had to make a change to Brown's contract last year, front load it with extra signing bonus so that they got that off their cap space for that season. So now he's costing them $21 million for them not even to have him and only getting a third and a fifth round pick. I know there are lots of Steelers saying, yeah, but he's out of the town, he's not here anymore, he's been a headache. Have you ever thought that maybe two players being that much of a headache, plus Big Ben being a headache, plus many other players that you can cite as examples at the Steelers over the past five years no team has wasted more talent than them no team has made a worse job of at least getting something for them when they wanted to get out of town the Steelers are a mess they're a hot mess and people that are, are moaning about the money or the or Antonio Brown's antics 
look, it's a business. I know it's slightly different because it's a sport and a sports business, and it's not the same as as you or I getting a a pay rise somewhere else and leaving our contract, giving a month and whatnot. But in the end, these guys are putting their bodies on the line to entertain, and why shouldn't they engineer getting the most amount of money that they can? And let's face it, the NFL is still a league run by the very, very rich, and those are the, the owners who are making a bucket load of money. All of them make money. It's not like in soccer where you get teams struggling to 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 break even each year. Every single one of these teams is making money. Don't bleed your heart for the for the teams having twenty one million in 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 dead cap. It's just it's ridiculous. It's fake money for you and I. Antonio Brown wants to make his money. Let him go and make his money. Okay, he hung out his his teammates to dry. Whatever, man. Like he need he. That was the way he saw of getting out of his contract, getting and forcing his move. Things weren't right at Pittsburgh, as you've said. That's why Le'Veon Bell decided to take. It ended up being a pay cut. He took a gamble. It didn't work out for him. But it's a. It's less than what the Steelers were offering a couple of years ago. I have no problems with players who want to get out of a particular organization, be it that there's some something wrong with that organization or they want more money or they feel undervalued by that organization. Just do it. I don't like him not turning up the final week of the season. That's not great. And that's the only caveat to what I've, what I've said there. I don't like that. Otherwise, I think that the... Uh, Ire towards Antonio Brown has been unfair. And do you know what also annoys me? This holier-than-thou thing that some fans, some people on groups go and and say, oh, but oh, it, it, it's not right the way he's done it. Doesn't he care about his legacy? Well, who cares? Maybe he doesn't care about his legacy. It doesn't matter. He needs, he's, a, he's, a, he's a football player. Let him make money. Man, get over it. It's not, it's not an issue. It's not and, your problem. And breathe. Uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about the team who have signed the other, uh, the other third of their big three. Uh, the man who, uh, uh, the man who uh, held out, didn't get the deal he wanted, has ended up signing for the Jets for less money per year for missing out on. Like I said, we weren't going to talk about money too much, but it's less money per year. It's over a shorter amount of time. It's it's technically more in guarantees, but if you look at the way the contract is structured with the rolling guarantees he would have got in Pittsburgh, if he'd stayed healthy and in the team, he'd have made more money in Pittsburgh. The The biggest thing for me, though, with the Le'Veon Bell contract is this. $52.5 million over four years is nothing to sniff at by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's 26 in guarantees over the first two years. But by losing $15 million last year, I'm not buying into this, yeah, but he got an extra year of tread on the tyres. It doesn't matter. Well, tread off the tyres, as it were. Like the fact that he wasn't in the league that year. The fact that we all get older. And I know that if you're in there and you're taking hits and you're, and you're running the ball 250 times, that's going to have more wear and tear on your body. But this idea that you can just transpose his 
was he now 27 his 26 year old season and just say he's going to be as good as he would would have been from 26 to 30 as he will be for 27 to 31 is a ridiculous blind assumption this really is just a two-year 26 million dollar deal which they can get out of in fact he's 28 because he'll be just hitting 30 when they can get out of it bell did not play this well even though i think the steelers have a problem bell did not play this situation well ends up on a worse team for worse money and really not ensuring his future are they a worse team are the Jets I, currently a worse team I, I still, than the Steelers? I still think now. the Steelers have enough talent, particularly when you consider they've still got a nice, young, talented defense with enough pieces there. They, they, I, I still think coaching is a problem, but I think if you want to... Juju, yeah. The Jets are a rebuild. They've got Adam Gase and Greg Williams, who, uh, as much as Simon Clancy thinks Adam Gase will have a good year with Le'Veon Bell, I think that could be a really explosive situation. Yeah, they've got Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington. They've still got a decent line. They've obviously still got Ben Roethlisberger. James Connor showed yeah. a lot last year. Uh, they've still got th- that that front that I really like, that that front three that's really good. There's still a lot to like about that team. I still think the Jets are in rebuilding mode. Look, let's look at the other signings they've made. So they brought Henry Anderson back. It's a good signing. Uh, Josh Bellamy, he comes in as a good fourth option. Jamison Crowder, I absolutely love. Crowder and Bell are really good additions for Sam Darnold, particularly when you consider they've got Coleccio Semele, who, whilst his grading went down over the last couple of years, has still shown that he can go at an elite level when healthy, and I still, I'm still interested in. Defensive side, okay, the Anthony Barr thing is embarrassing. What but, happened there? Well... Anthony Barr essentially had signed a contract with them uh, or had a handshake on it, went home, slept on it, was physically sick at the idea of moving to the New York Jets. <laughs> and then <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. And then went and so- <laughs> And then went and signed himself a new uh, five-year contract in, in Minnesota instead. Physically sick. It's interesting because the Jets apparently wanted to turn him into much more of the straight-up outside linebacker pass rusher that he was in college. But he goes back to a system that he's known well in the NFL, that he's grown in with a lot of players he's grown up with. I I think he's made the right move for him personally, even if the money isn't as good. I think that's really funny. And then CJ Mosley comes in. CJ Mosley for big old money. (laughs) Uh, But... I, I, lo- I like CJ Mosley a lot. I think he's really movable. I think he work- He will be great in Greg Williams' very aggressive defense because yeah. he reads the game pretty well. I like the move. I-, I like what the Jets have done so far, but coaching is the problem for me. That's why I'm I'm kind of pursing a little bit on it. I really like CJ Mosley, and I know some people, especially in our group, are not that keen on him and and say there are better options out there of course there are better options pretty much everywhere unless you've got the top 22 players on the field you know the the old world class thing they've got to play against each other but I really like CJ Mosley I thought he made that Ravens defense tick and I think that's a, he's a he's a he's a leader out there he's a play caller for that defense I'm a big big fan of this uh, of this signing Let's um let's move on to the players that have left the other half of New York. And we'll start off with Odell Beckham. A sensational trade when it came down the wire last night. And let's kind of package it all together. Odell Beckham and Olivier Vernon, which upgrades them at defensive end, even if he's not 
the player he was three years ago. Uh, they send Jabril Peppers in the other direction, Kevin Zeitler in the other direction, who they just weren't willing to pay the massive contract he was looking for, and their number one and number three picks. So getting all of that for what they've given, I think yeah. overall they've done well in the trade stakes. And they got Odell Beckham for a first, a third, and Jabril Peppers. And that third, by the way, isn't their own third. It's the third that they got from the Patriots last year which actually means it's the very last pick in the third round before compensatory picks, and therefore is basically a fourth-round pick. Odell, the Giants have been fleeced for Odell Beckham, and when you add Sheldon Richardson as well, who I really like on that defensive line with Olivier Vernon, the the updated Browns offense, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt when he's back from injury, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, plus an offensive line which will be more settled next year. Uh, Greg Robinson had his best year in years last year. I still don't know if re-signing him was a good idea. The Browns... Are we going to see Joe Thomas come out of retirement? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> I, I see he's not big enough anymore. We've seen Jason Wilson come out of retirement for the Cowboys. Oh, my God. That is, uh, that is the most clownish move of all. $3.5 million. Give him the veteran minimum, fine. $3.5 million because you think he might be a decent coach one day. Cowboys, clowns. But you're 100% right. The, the Browns, that offense looks great. And then if you look at that defensive line with Vernon, Richardson... Garrett, love it, love it, love it. The Browns, and Sherry said this, the Browns could be serious contenders this year. Serious contenders. Isn't it weird saying this year? It's a bit weird saying this year. I feel uh, a bit weird I'm ready for it. I'm ready no, for I'm, it. I'm loving it, but I'm just saying it's a bit weird. Talk to me about the New York Giants' thought process in getting rid of Beckham for that cheap and what this could mean... I mean, are they? What's going on with this gathering of picks? Are they looking at this year's draft? Are they potentially looking at the draft after that? So what's going it, on? I said it previously. So they've now brought in Jabril Peppers and Antoine Buffet, and I like Antoine Buffet, and we like him a lot as a person. We had him on Radio Row again this year. He's a lovely man, and he's a good locker room guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The New York Giants and the and Dave Gettleman who lost his job in Carolina for letting big names walk out the door wait a second uh, I tweeted when the Odell Beckham trade rumors came around they could have kept Landon Collins for 11 million dollars a year right that is not a lot to pay a player of that quality no. in a position which is becoming more and more important who is an all pro level uh, safety when they let him go, when it was clear they were letting him go, and the Odo Beckham trade was on the board, I said this a week ago, I said, if they get rid of those two, but keep Eli Manning, then I'm no longer considering them a professional football team. Yeah. And that is exactly what's happened. They've let an all-pro go on both sides of the ball, rather than, and continuing to pay Eli Manning tens of millions of dollars rather than last year when they were in a position to draft a really good quarterback in the first round one of those who has gone on to have a decent season elsewhere and cut ties with Eli Manning keep him for a bridge for a year and cut ties with him this offseason however you want to do it in theory they've given themselves a lot of picks so that they can go out and get two next year if he declares if he doesn't I don't know maybe they get take Dwayne Haskins at six this year but they are a worse football team than if they drafted a quarterback last year and kept hold of all pros, potential future Hall of Famers on both sides of the ball. We know that if they don't take Dwayne Haskins this Clowns! year, if they don't take Haskins this year, 
that means that they think they're going to get two of the next year. And they're doing a, an Indianapolis Colts and putting all their eggs in the Andrew Luck basket, the Tua basket, and that'll be it. Now, if you're Tua, do you want to go to an organization like that? Or you're going to be the first round draft pick, you are, um, and you're going to be the first first pick, and you're in such a a great market that is New York where incentives you're going to be a multimillionaire um before you're 23 years old it's 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 ludicrous but that's what's going to happen i think that's what's going to happen i think the giants will tank this season and will already be making eyes and advances towards Tua and the Ty Vagaloa family here is the problem tag vagaloa here is the problem though is that if Dave Gettleman, ta- they tank this season, they go 1-15 and 15 or 2-14 and 14 and get the top pick and have other draft picks to trade and whatever else, he'll lose his job. Yeah. This idea, he will have lost his job before he gets to see the payoff from that. And maybe the Giants will be better longer term for it. But this idea, the other thing is, this idea that Odell Beckham is a headache because he occasionally celebrates with a stupid dog-pissing celebration or kisses slash kicks the net or something. Yeah. As Jeff Swartz put it on Twitter, and somebody who has a lot more inside knowledge of that organization, he is loved in that locker room. He has a really good relationship with the guys around him. He's now going somewhere where he can hook up with Jarvis Landry, where he's got the same sort of swagger as Baker Mayfield. I can't wait to watch the Browns this year. And I'm not going to turn around and say, I think they're nailed on to win the AFC North or even the AFC. Some people have got them going to the Super Bowl, but... Man, they look like an exciting team. Between what they did in the draft last year and in free agency and trading now, woo-wee! Uh, we mentioned Landon Collins leaving New York. He went to Washington, six-year deal, $84 million, $45 million in guarantees. Love it. It's a great signing from Washington. Absolutely love it. I'm, I'm not so keen on uh, Case Keenum bringing in a bridge guy to deal with your bridge guy while you've got Alex Smith down already. I think Washington could still be in the stakes to go up and try and get Haskins if they can move up in the draft. I think they should definitely look at drafting one of the guys who's projected in the second or third round and get a competition going there. They're still screwed at the most important position in the league, but they were desperate for a safety. There were a lot of safeties on the market and they went out and got the best one available in terms of, you know, Earl Thomas has had a higher upside in his career, but the injuries and everything else that goes along with him. Landon Collins was the best option out there. They might have overpaid him in air quotes. We've talked about that already, but I love the move for him. I'm still not buying into Washington as a force this season, despite of that. Washington draft 15th. Um, I wonder if they pay someone big oh no they won't do that again will they but i wonder i wonder if they do pay someone big um draft pick wise and move up and try and get someone like haskins i don't know uh, let's move on to the jacksonville jaguars aj can re-signs on a, a reasonable deal for a starting guard no problem with that but the big one is nick Foles. four years 88 million dollars uh, according to to those in the know they get their franchise quarterback, a guy who has a M- uh, Super Bowl MVP and two good playoff runs under his belt. It's a question of, I think Foles has become better. He's aged like a fine wine and he's shown 
excellent ability in that postseason to be a calm, cool head, to be clutch in the very nature of the phrase. But the way he played in the opening few games of last season still gives me some pause for thought. The lack of talent around him. When I see players like Adam Humphreys, Jameson Crowder being out there, being available, signing for teams, I just keep seeing them and think to myself, wow, the the Jags got already done with him. Wow, like Jesse James being on the market. I'm like, the Jags, whether it's a cap space issue or what, I don't know. But I hate that they've built their offense around Leonard Fournette. Carlos Hyde, for me, is a better running back and they've let him go. And I still, I just think he's going into a really tough situation even though he's going to be better than Bortles in that situation. There's a serious lack of skill on that offense, isn't there? I like D.D. Westbrook, and he did some interesting things in a very, very poor Jags offense last season. But, yeah, there's um, th- there's not much there, is there? There's, there's a lot of theory. D.J. Shark could be a good deep thing. Yeah. He was in college. Marquise Lee has the potential to be... A 60, 70, 80 catch guy. Uh, they they have the options if they keep TJ Eldon around, although he is on the market at the moment. He's a good pass catching back. I think Leonard Fournette is just this old fashioned power back that they built the offense around who still has durability problems, who doesn't have enough flexibility to be like a Le'Veon Bell type who they can do all sorts of movable things with. I, I still don't like the Jags offense, even though they finally got a quarterback. And, and for- I think just to say drafting this yeah. year, go out and spend on receivers and tight ends desperately. And Fournette has, he has a, a temper issue. We saw him get ejected from that game. Um, crap. I can't remember who it was against, but it was a big, um, melee where yeah, he I- ran across the field to, to get involved for no particular reason gets ejected from the game he's missed games because of niggling injuries is he really injured we don't know it was it that bills game the shack with shack lawson he got into the big fight exactly that yeah yeah, yeah. there you go yeah. so I, you're 100 percent right i don't like that they built it there we met him and he seemed perfectly lovely on an ambassador ambassadorial mission um to to london you know a year or so ago but i don't there's something not quite right with that offense as it is. Maybe Nick Foles coming in in a calm head and everyone rallies around. You know, he is a proper leader. Maybe that's exactly the kind of thing that all of these guys need. Hey guys, it's Devon Sam here from LucasAid Sports Podcast, running the show. Check out this week's episode where we get to meet the one and only Anthony Joshua. Oh my goodness, do you think he wants to be friends with us now? Uh, yeah, mate, he, he told me that he wants to link up and have a bit of sparring. Yeah, sure he did. So head to all your podcast providers and click subscribe now. Also get in touch with us at LucasAid Sport using the hashtag running the show. You will not regret it. Hazel Irvin here, and I'm at Mammoth Insurance in Leeds, where Kate has arranged an office chair race to fundraise for sport relief. And these riders have got their kit on. They are rearing to go. And they're off, taking an early lead and smashing injustice right out of the park. It's Daphne from Accounting, riding the spreadsheet demon chair. Up comes Nina from HR on Beat Me and You're Fired, closely followed by Mark from Marketing on the 9 to 5 chair. Even Javid from Health and Safety's at it, waving his clipboard like crazy. Go easy there, Javid. We don't want any injuries, fella. 
I'm from nowhere. It's Jenny on El Chero Loco, rolling right over poverty to cross the line first. And the crowd goes loco. Unbelievable. You can help change the world too. Just get your exclusive Sport Relief merchandise at Janeiro's Sainsbury's. Sport Relief. It's game on. This message was brought to you by Acast. Let's look at some of the other big deals done thus far. Um, let's start off with um, a couple of the other big names from the... the, the we'll use our friends at uh, around the NFL's top 101 free agents. So, well, Thomas... Joins the Baltimore Ravens. He's in there to replace Eric Weddle, the beard, who has moved on. Eric Weddle went to uh, Los Angeles, right? Went to the Rams, yeah. I mean, I like the Rams getting Dante Fowler, 12 million, one-year deal. It's not cheap, but considering how well he played in the last three or four games of last season, I'm all right with it. Weddle comes in, offers them a bit more flexibility in terms of scheme. I like that. So that's the Rams covered off now. <laughs> um, but Earl Thomas, if he is anything like what he was last season, combined with the fact that they've managed to bring Mark Ingram in to help their run game, and the fact that Nick Boyle, who... Nick Boyle's not a tight end that gets a lot of attention, but people around the league were saying if he'd hit the market, he'd have been one of the best tight ends out there available. So he's really highly regarded around the league. And the Ravens had a, a good first day of the season. I mean, there was a massive exodus, wasn't there, with the Ravens? But I think it's a, a bit of a reset. They are going all in on Lamar Jackson on offense. And let's just kind of have a have a look at um, restocking on defense, maybe doing working well with the draft. Um, yeah, I kind of I'm okay with what they're doing. They they seem a far more stable organization than the Steelers. I quite like the the Mark Ingram signing i know it's three years 15 million uh it's agreed in principle um a nice complimentary banger to the the breakout um kind of side to side movement that lamar jackson gives you as well they've obviously had to go all out for um They've obviously had to go all out for Lamar Jackson having moved on from Joe Flacco off to the Broncos. And the linebacker core is a problem because they've lost, what, CJ Mosley, Terrell Suggs, like own guys going out the door at that sort of rate. And they had lost Weddle as well. There was a big loss of talent on that defense. And that is definitely where I can see them restocking through the draft and through later free agency pickups. But... Yeah, in terms of the players they've signed, I think they all fit the scheme and they all look like good players. Well, and another one that they lost, going to the Green Bay Packers, Darius Smith, who um, a lot of people in our in our gridiron group on, on WhatsApp are, are really high on it and thinking this is a superb signing by Green Bay. They also added Preston Smith, uh, no relation, four-year, 52 million, four-year, 66 million for Zedarius, 34 million in the first two years. Twenty-seven and a half million over the first two years for Preston Smith, and basically, the Packers have looked at a massive, massive need. Given that Nick Perry uh, had issues with um, with durability, with injuries, with staying healthy, and then form when he did come back, they've let him go and brought in two the Smith twins, and I'm I'm really excited about that. Adrian Amos came in from from Chicago to bolster that safety is an upgrade in my opinion on haha Clinton Dix who went to Washington who still hasn't been picked up by anyone as of yet four year 37 million and I, I, I really like you don't often see the Packers 
move in free agency. I really like what they've done on defence. Traditionally, so. don't move in free agency. You're absolutely right. And and I love... The, the Zedaria Smith signing's a good one. The Preston Smith signing's a great one. Yeah. And pass rush was obviously an issue. I actually think Adrian Amos is... You desperately needed a safety who could cover the deep half of the field. He fits that bill really well. It's not crazy money, 37 over four years, 11 of that in a signing bonus up front, so front-loading it a bit. He's better than what you had there. Yeah, I mean, the press. those are all A and B-plus signings. And then, you know, Billy Turner's not anything special as a signing from the Broncos, but again, wasn't a huge deal for him, and you clearly need more depth at at offensive line. So, yeah, so far, Packers, very much a thumbs-up for what they've done at this point. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Trey Flowers. We haven't talked about that deal yet. Uh, the uh, Trey Flowers rejoins his former defensive coordinator in Detroit with the Lions. The Lions so far, they've brought in uh, Justin Coleman uh, for $36 million over a four-year deal. Uh, I, I don't mind that move by any stretch of the imagination because he's still only 25 years old, developed initially at the... I mean, he'll know him a bit from his some development time at the Patriots, but... Uh, has looked looked really good the last year or so at the Seahawks, and I think that's a really good signing for them and, and the system they'll play. Jesse James, great. I think that's a really good signing. And Trey Flowers, it's a funny one because more than $16 million a season, people are looking at that and going, well, his, his production doesn't indicate that he should be worth that sort of money. Now, Olivia Vernon got $17 million a year three years ago. Ziggy Ansa got $17 million a year a year ago. And Trey Flowers can play inside, he can play outside. He's not a traditional edge bender, but he gets pressure and he is disruptive. And disruption is production, Ollie. Mm-hmm. It might not be sack numbers, it might not be flashy, but if you are getting the quarterback off his spot, I think the Trey Flowers thing, it feels like it is safe as houses. Yeah. It's not going to blow your mind, but it is... They are getting a player who will be productive for them all year long. And yeah, they're paying him superstar money, but they can afford to. So I, I, I really like it. Often, just why not? Just go for it. He's a Super Bowl winner. He'll bring in an all, a whole lot of experience. A lot of stuff that um, other locker room guys can look up to. He'll a load and a load of, 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 um, of skills and, as I said, experience in there. And yeah, I, I really, really like that signing. Uh, let's move on and talk about uh, my San Francisco 49ers. Big deal coming down the wire tonight. Tevin Coleman, two years, maximum value of $10 million. That's per Adam Schefter. It's not confirmed at the moment, and we haven't got any information over how front-loaded that contract is, how um, uh, how much guarantee that is on that contract, or anything like that at the moment. But from my perspective, for a front office that I'm still very much umming and ahhing on, first draft the the top signings Ruben Foster and Solomon Thomas well Foster's obviously flunked out at this point and Solomon Thomas has uh, people will call him a bust I think he can he's shown enough that when you consider the adding of D Ford and the likely adding of Nick Bosa can be useful in that scheme number three overall pick useful probably not but you look at what he's done later in the drafts you look at the corners he's brought in you look at George Kittle you look at uh, Trent Taylor you look at those guys that he's found in the fourth fifth third fourth fifth sixth seventh round 
I mean, Akilah Weatherspoon had a brilliant rookie year, bit of a down year in his second year, but still potential there. I like Jaquiski Tart. Yep, Jaquiski Tart. I really Tart. like him. Yeah, another good player. So, but there have been some suspect moves, and he is very much the the free agency signings have been poor up until this point, and he is living a lot. John Lynch off Jimmy Garoppolo. The signing of Tevin Coleman is it because they're worried about? Um, Jarrett McKinnon and his in- coming back from such a, a bad injury? It, or is it, I work with him in in Atlanta, I know exactly how to use him, how to get him lined up in on, on those huge mismatches because he's great out of the backfield. He can do the north to south stuff as well as well. And oh, yeah, Sherry immediately and, in the group went, oh, he's a third down back. He's not. He's, he's patently not a third down back and he's proved that time and time again. The flexibility of if a fully fit Jarek McKinnon, Matt Breeder, um, Tevin, Tevin Coleman. Coleman, and probably Williams as well, who'll stick around. You look at what the Patriots have managed to do with basically Gronkowski, Edelman, and then three or four backs who can be a mix of pass catchers, front, they, like I say, north to south runners. Essentially, I feel like we've got that. And I'm not saying that Kittle and Trent Taylor are at that level yet. But we have got an offense that can run very much the scheme that Shanahan ran in Atlanta, that there is enough intelligence there, enough movability there. He signed offensive linemen that he knows work better for his scheme. I think McGlinchey, despite the fact that he thinks uh, that he has terrible taste in films. Did you see that tweet, by the way? No. My McGlinchey had a really good rookie season. I think he was the best rookie offensive lineman in the league last year. Yeah, good shout. He then tweeted that the three most overrated films of all time were Pulp Fiction, The Big Lebowski, and something else ridiculous. Oh, get out. And he deserved all the hate he got for it. Uh, but, so, my, my feelings you, on the other You moves. burning that jersey, I thought, was a bit out of order. <laughs> it did feel over the top, <laughs> yeah. but I went for it. Yeah, why not? Um, look, the other moves, Gould on the franchise tag, I'm fine with. We've got the cap space to do it, and he's brilliant. Kawan Alexander coming off the knee injury. It's big money to pay somebody who's coming off a knee injury, but he's a playmaker and it's a position of need after Foster went. Get him in there with Fred Warner. If he plays up to the level he did in 2016, 2017, I've got no problem with it. It is a risk, but it's a, it's potentially an intelligent risk. D Ford is more of a concern for me. Second round pick isn't a huge amount to pay for somebody who could be a stud pass rusher. And in theory, D. Ford and Nick Bosa, should the Cardinals end up going for this crazy QB or go for a trade situation, whatever happens to make a, uh, to make their to make Nick Bosa drop to two, put them on the line at either end when edge rushers have really, really been our problem. And then DeForest Buckner, who you know I love and I think is an all pro level talent, that sounds exciting in theory. But D Ford has always been a three-four outside linebacker, mm. and with Salah we play in that uh, Robert, not Mo. We play in that Seahawks slash Jags slash Falcons four-three front cover three deep safety, and I don't know if he's a hand in the dirt four-three guy. So we might have just spent a lot of money on someone who might not fit our scheme. He might prove me wrong, but I'm a little worried about it. Just a little. Why are you so convinced that Nick Bosa will come, will fall to you? Why don't, is it not conceivable that someone will move up to take Nick Bosa? It is absolutely. I think if somebody moves up above us, uh, if they are looking to move up with the Cardinals, 
So what have the Cardinals done so far? They brought in Terrell Suggs, who obviously will play in that outside linebacker role. I don't think that's going to stop them from drafting a pass rusher, but certainly he fills an absolute need there. And they brought in Jordan Hicks as well, who I know he's a middle linebacker, but a good one. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I think that it's all down to, are they really going to go out and draft Kyler Murray? Or are they going to let somebody else who is desperate for a quarterback come up and get him? Are the Raiders in the Kyler Murray stakes? Because there are rumours that Gruden wants to move on from Carr and believes that Murray is the man. Well, it depends how, like, Mike, how much Mike Mayock likes him. Yeah, it very much does. And Mike Mayock has already shown he's making moves. Uh, I just, I feel like that first pick is going to be Kyler Murray to somebody. Maybe they go and get Nick Bosa. Maybe that's the move they make. And if they do, there are other pass rushes in there. But come on, Nick Bosa at two. Let's make it happen, guys. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I, I love this. But uh, I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury, will he want to start off with a new quarterback or is he happy with Josh Rosen? I'm not a fan of Josh Rosen, of the man or of the player. So if I was Kingsbury... I would be taking Murray there. You've you've got Murray who can throw to Fitzmagic, the new Fitzmagic, Larry Fitzmagic. <laughs> the um, real Fitzmagic. Yeah, the Japanese fi- fighting fish. Um oh, that's it. It's so interesting. That top of the draft, <laughs> isn't it? Wow. All right. Um what about Seattle? Let's Ooh. stay. Let's Ooh. stay. That was a left field move. I, how's, I, I, how's that left field? Well, I I was looking at the guys who are at the top end of the draft, and I had I, at the top end of the board. I still had the Chiefs, Titans, and Broncos ahead of Seattle. But let's go Seattle. I well, like no, it. I'm staying in the. Throw me a curveball. Was, Make it happen. There wasn't that much of a curveball. We just went from San Francisco to Arizona. Let's go Seattle. <laughs> it's the AFC, the, the NFC West. What, what what's your I problem? Like it. It's fine. It's all good. Did we do all of the Cardinals? Did they make any other moves? Yeah, Brett Hundley uh, uh, and a couple of offensive guards. Marcus Gilbert Lyman. is absolutely... Yeah. I mean, Marcus Gilbert and J.R. Sweezy, uh, they need to keep Sweezy around because he was the best on a bad line. Marcus Gilbert, big fan. Uh, and then bring, br- and then paying Brett Hundley to be a third-choice quarterback. That doesn't really matter. matter. Suggs is a funny one because I just don't know... Suggsy! Suggsy! Tanya Suggs. Uh, <laughs> very good. That is a very niche joke uh, for people who are listeners to the news on LBC. Is that what you do in the news now? Yeah. Snugsy? Yeah, yeah. Go on, Snugsy. Uh, love Snugsy. Terrell Suggs is old and is getting, apparently, a pretty good deal. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say, is getting older. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, literally happening by the second. I mean... To all of us. Uh, and I don't know if he is actually a good locker room guy because he's apparently a bit of a blend. But, you know, it's a position of need. They went out and got someone. Pa- pairing with Chandler Jones, that could be something special. You want to talk about the Seahawks? I mean, just to stay in the NFC West. But I mean, they, they franchise tagged Frank Clark. That was the right thing to do. Frank Clark is saying he won't play under the franchise tag. What? Frank Clark, I, th- I think they can get a deal done because he is a wow. he is a Seattle guy. Uh, I, and I like Frank Clark a huge amount. A great game out in London. We had a really good chat with him yeah. uh, when he when we were out in Seattle. Really, really liked the guy. Uh, he, yeah, but he basically said, I'm not playing under the franchise tag. Don't I, He is, and it's a strike while the iron's hot situation for him. Yes, 17 million is no money to sniff at. But, but maybe you get... Well, he's thinking I get more guarantees and a longer deal elsewhere. Looking at the other the other amounts of money that other teams are or other players are getting and other teams are spending. 
Why not? Why not, Frankie? Uh, they're re-signing Michael Kendricks. Fine. Like it. Yeah. Jason Myers. All right. What if? Great. Yeah. Did you say KJ Wright is still out there and available? That's what I heard, oh. yeah. That is... I mean, that's a fascinating one. If Michael Kendricks is allowed to play football still, uh, I don't think he's a KJ Wright replacement, but you put him in there in that more the often than not two linebackers in the middle, uh, he probably... Wagner probably makes up for his flaws enough, but KJ Wright has been good there. Lingering knee injury, 30 years old. Yep, does yep. he move on? I'm still a bit gutted that uh, Earl Thomas didn't come to the 49ers because apparently Sherman was lobbying him, but there we go. That's just my... Not not hard enough, Sherman. My individual beef. Not hard enough, Dickie She. <laughs> Dickie She? What does that mean? Dickie Sherman. Uh, let's stick out in the West, but AFC West, as the Kansas City Chiefs are on the horizon. Tyrion Matthew, three-year deal, $42 million. He, he had a good year in Texas last year. Yeah, he did. Was it up to the very best of his standards in the early part of his career with the Cardinals? Not quite. But Chiefs but, uh, do you know safety what, though? is a massive position of need with, with old uh, old Egg, Egg, Egg Bez, Eric Berry going. Well, Egg Bez has, has gone, but Matthew didn't have the supporting cast like a Patrick Peterson in in Houston than that he did in, in Arizona. So I kind of get why there would be that natural drop-off because he was having to do a, a, a lot more in Houston. All right, the the front was probably better for Houston, and, and but getting it over those guys, it, it basically was Matthew, and I, I think he did very well in a bad situation. Well, they've let Barry Houston and D Ford all go. So that is concern for the Kansas City Chiefs. They will need to focus on that D. I mean, they needed to do that anyway, so maybe it's good that they're having a clear out. Yeah. Uh, but that, it certainly has become a position of weakness for them. Uh, Matthew helps that. Damian Wilson, I, I mean, he's a decent player. Don't have any problem with it. One-year deal, cheap. Uh, I really like Carlos Hyde for just $2.8 million for a year. It's cheap as chips, that. Cheap as chips. Kareem Hunt gone. Not really sure what's happening in the backfield. Well, Damien Williams, I'm I'm sure they'll keep because he looks pretty good down the stretch and and in the in the playoffs, very good out of the backfield, nice catcher. And then you need that north south guy in Carlos Hyde, and for two point eight million bucks, not bad, not bad at all. Um, and we'll see if Spencer Ware, Shakandrick West, players like that could still end up back on the team as well, of course, because they are still out there and available. Uh, Tennessee Titans have been making a lot of moves. I know we're kind of all over the shop here, but one player, in, a couple of players in particular that I, I really like for them. Uh, Cameron Week getting $23 million at, what, 37 years old. I know it's only $10 million guaranteed, but that's a pretty amazing contract for Cam Wake. Do you think they forgot? How old he was. <laughs> they just didn't look. It's like Samuel L. Jackson. You just forget yeah. how old he is. Yeah. Do you know how old Samuel L. Jackson is? Early 60s? 70. Get out. 70 really? years old. He might even be 71 now. He was 70 when they were filming. When is he Captain Marvel today? Uh, is it really good? Yeah. I love Brie Larson. Though. I don't know about really good. It's good. I feel like both Ant-Man and that have both been a little bit of a sag post-Avengers. Because neither of them have really built sure. enough to end game. But Brie Larson's brilliant. Samuel Jackson's brilliant. The cat's brilliant. So there's enough in there that's good. It's like the middle hour is really good, the beginning and ending there. Uh, do you know what I could really do with right now? 
Go on. A Royale with cheese. Uh, good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, so, yeah, the Titans, uh, they, outside of that, improvements on the O-line, massively needed. Bring in Roger Saffold uh, from the uh, from the Rams, 44 million, 22 and a half in guarantees over four years. Bring in Kevin Pamphile. Pamphile? Pamphile. Pamphile? I wouldn't imagine Americans saying Pamphile. Maybe they would. I don't know. Kenny Vaccaro sticks around after his one-year deal last year. And I really like Adam Humphreys. Four-year deal, $36 slot guy, million. Dollars. He? He's a great slot guy. Um, I heard Chris Wessling talking about it on the Around the NFL. He would have been great in Indianapolis. And actually, the Colts have been a team who haven't made a huge amount so far, considering that they had a hundred-plus million dollars in cap space. They've re-signed Pierre Desir, uh, for the kind of money that a, that a top tier corner gets, because he played like a top tier corner last year. Yeah, but it was one year of being a top tier corner. Uh, Devin Funches could get massively overpaid on a one year deal, but they need people to catch the ball. Maybe he'll end up being a decent signing. It's a lot of that deal is apparently in incentives. Margus Hunt. What well, did you know the thing with the uh, with Devin Funches and Andrew Luck loves throwing to a big tight end. A big and we guy. Saw, we saw that with Eric Ebron. At, what was it, 13 touchdowns last season? Devin Funches being another big guy. How are you going to cover both of those guys? You're going to have to leave at least one of them on a one-on-one situation. And Andrew Luck is precision with his arm better again. I actually really like that signing from the Colts. Okay. Okay. Marcus Hunt. Love Marcus Hunt. Yeah, uh, really love Marcus Hunt. Fell off in stat terms last year, but it was what we were saying earlier. Disruption is production. He was taking a lot of double teams, freeing up a lot for the rest of that side. I, you, know, you know how I feel about uh, the Colts' uh, defensive coordinator and their coaching situation. No problem with it at all. No problem with it at all. He's, uh, he's my favourite uh, Estonian since Erki Newell. <laughs> I mean, that's insanely specific, but... Do you know I, who Erki Newell is? <laughs> No. He's a decathlete. Or uh, he was. How do I even spell that? Erky, E-R-K-I, new word, Null, N-O-O-L. I just remember him being uh, around when I liked athletics. Or... N-O-O-L as well. Yeah, Erky Null. Erky Null. He is now my second favourite Estonian. He's an Estonian decathlete and politician. You know who my third favourite Estonian is? he is? a politician? Well, he, he must have. He was on. Dan- he was on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say he's a politician in here. Do you know who my third favourite Estonian is? Oh, he was elected to the Estonian Parliament in two thousand and seven. Who's your third favourite Estonian? Mart Poon. I was going to say Mart Poon. <laughs> oh, Damn you should it. have gone there. It was the only Estonian I could think of. He's the only uh, Estonian that I know from. That I've only got three, and that's it. Uh, the only other team I had down that I really wanted to talk about in any depth was the Denver Broncos. Okay. So, Juwan James, 51 million, four years, 32 million guaranteed, is overpaying. But they need offensive line help. So I don't mind it that much. Who's better, Billy Turner or Juwan James? Juwan James, but they're different players. Yeah, okay. Um, Kareem Jackson... I, again, I'm fine with they need, they're, they're getting old at defensive back. They're losing players at defensive back. Kind of a, a, a need situation. So I don't mind that. It's all about what Joe Flacco is going to do in Denver, isn't it? It's all about 
what are they going to get out of him production-wise? Is he going to stay protected behind that line as not a very movable quarterback? Are they going to have receivers for him to throw deep to? You know, Is Cortland Sutton, Sutton going to step up to the plate? Is Deshaun Hamilton going to step up to the plate? Emmanuel Sanders had a real upturn last year after a couple of bad years, but is he going to come back? Oh, I thought so. I would have thought so. Yeah. Is that not the case? I don't. Th- I thought it wasn't the case. Is he available? I thought he was available. <laughs> I thought he was still there. I thought he'd signed a big contract. Maybe he signed another contract. I thought he. Was- oh no, he had an option, and they've exercised it. Okay, so. there you go. So yeah. he is coming back. Yeah. So he is coming back next year. Yeah, but that was only two days ago. Come on, guys. <laughs> Work with me here. Uh, one point five. The exercise and the option guarantees Sanders one point five of his ten point one five base salary. Next in the third place. Oh, go away! I'm, I'm bored of this already. Yeah, bored of the bored of the money already. Um, it's just, yeah. I, I, Dewan James doesn't feel like a good signing. It feels like an okay signing. They clearly need to help Joe Flacco out. Is about how I feel about this right now. There's one more team that I think we probably should talk about the Buffalo Bills the Buffalo Bills now they've made an awful lot of of moves and in, in, in this free agency when You're, I was talking about weapons in Jacksonville I was also thinking about Cole Beasley and John Brown both of those are players that Jacksonville could have gone and got and would have helped them 100% but now finally Josh Allen has got a couple of players to throw to you've got Cole Beasley for the stuff underneath and you've got John Brown for the stuff over the top. You've got Tyler Croft, big body tight ends. And you've got the experience of Frank Gore in that backfield. Surely it's his last season. Surely. And then bringing in Mitch Morse as their centre. Nice, nice protection in the middle. I like it. Ty and Seiki as well. They're, it's kind of some... It's like budget dealing but it's stuff of budget dealing of need buffalo are a better team than they were two days ago yeah i don't have any doubt of that and the the fact is is the the teams tend to get the best value in free agency after this first rush you get the first ridiculous wave and then you get those those real gems that you manage to to nab whether it's older players returning who end up being really good whether it's you know, guys on the peripheries who don't, don't necessarily... I mean, the safety market, for example, there's loads of free agent safeties available. Yeah. So, you know, okay, you've gone out and you've spent big on someone like a Landon Collins, and maybe that means that you're going to... Uh, maybe that means that you're going to be much, much better as a team. But if you hadn't gone big on Collins, are there other safeties out there you could have got? Absolutely. Like Tashawn Gibson signing with... Um, he signed at the uh, at the Texans to replace Tira Matthew, hasn't he? I don't think that's a huge downgrade. He's he's a very good starter, or a capable starter at least. I don't mind it at all as a signing. So generally you, you get the better deals in that second wave, but actually you look at how the Bills have spent money and they've got some pretty good deals in the first wave. So I think you're right. Good good work, Buff- Buffalo. Well done, Buffalo. <laughs> uh, I'm just running through, right? We've t- Have we talked about every team? We definitely haven't. Uh... Cardinals, we did Falcons. Uh, we've not talked about hugely. Resigned Grady Jarrett, haven't they? Which I thought was key. Have they, they've placed him on the franchise tag. Has he agreed to see it? I thought he'd... Well, okay. I don't know. <laughs> but I assumed that they placed, as they placed him on the franchise tag that he would have stayed but let's have a look well he's yeah he is they're working on a deal at the moment so he's there on the franchise tag no further information at this point but i'd be surprised if he's not a kind of guy that will sign it 
and they improved the offensive line. Jermon Brown, James Carpenter, both signing. They need help at the guard position. They need help with the run game. Fine with it. Baltimore, Buffalo we talked about. Carolina, I don't really like the Matt Paredes signing. I didn't think he was very good in uh, in particularly in, in Denver, but it's, it's the call they've made. And Daryl Williams re-signing. Well, what, he's a rotation tackle. Yeah. Big whoop. Uh, Chicago. <laughs> Big uh, whoop. <laughs> what? No, no, it's good. Buster Screen, uh, three-year deal, worth $16 million, eight and a half guaranteed. I mean, I liked him in New York before they went out and brought in... Uh, was he at the Browns before that? Uh, I thought he could be a really good slot guy. I thought Screen showed some real flashes and... and in that scheme could end up doing really well when they rotate in like lots of corners. He was at the Browns. Well done. Cordero Patterson. Thank you, mate. Cordero Patterson had a really good year last year with the Patriots. Is... Bit of a gadget player. Just, they, I think they've signed another Devin Hester, basically. They, they, they want a new Devin Hester, someone to, to return the ball. It's whether or not Nagy will find a way to, to work him into other situations as well. Yeah. Cincinnati, Preston Brown, player that I like, re-signs, not crazy money. Bobby Hart re-signs. They need tackle depth, so that's fine. Dallas, I mean, we slated the Witten move already because it's too much money. Uh, Cam Fleming they bring in. They need he- they, you know, the, the line did drop off a bit last year. I don't see him as more of a rotation guy. Demarcus Lawrence on the franchise tag was always going to happen. They had to keep him no matter what, otherwise it would have been... And I know there's this blind faith in Jerry Jones in Dallas, but there, there would have been riots on the streets. Riots on the streets of London. Uh, Bradley Roby gets a prove-it deal with the Houston Texans. Otherwise, they prove it. Pro- <laughs> they put Jadavian Clowney under the franchise tag to Sean Gibson signs as well. All positions of need, all players who should help them. Roby is a good amount of money for a one-year deal, $10 million uh, apparently, but again... No huge issue with it. Sure, sure. Uh, oh, we've not talked about the Los Angeles Chargers. There was, there's one we've not touched on. Resign Perryman. They resign Tyrod Taylor. Oh, did they resign? No, Tyrod Taylor was. He was at the Browns. No, he wasn't the Chargers last year. No, he wasn't. He was at the Browns. Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Geno. <laughs> it was Geno Smith that was uh, with the Chargers. Oh, okay. Well, Tyrod Taylor is a backup. I'm I'm fine with. Yeah, fine with that. Denzel Perryman resigns. Great. Important player to them. Brandon Meebane, important player to them. Thomas Davis, two-year deal, $10.5 million. Can you tell that I'm reading this He's 35 now? So Thomas Davis, 35, from Carolina. I mean, there was a drop-off last year. He had that injury. But he's still... If they get, I don't know, 75% of him at his best, they've got a really good player. Oh, Andre Roberts has signed with the Bills. There's a new deal. Okay. Pa- Packers have brought Mercedes Lewis back for another year. These are things that have broken in the last I'm hour I'm fine with so. that. Good blocking tight end. Andre, uh, Andre Roberts is, a, is an, a good returner, so I'm fine with that. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Thomas Davis. So AJ Bru- Can back with the Jags at Bru- right guard. We just mentioned that earlier. Great. Brilliant cover linebacker. <laughs> when playing alongside Luke Keekley. Don't know what he's going to do at 35 years old. Simple as that. Yeah. Miami Dolphins, they bring in Dwayne Allen and Eric Rowe, the very definition of meh. Nothing about these two deals, but they could end up being those classic second-wave deals that prove good money in the end. Yeah. Minnesota keeping Anthony Barr, we talked about, absolutely love that. Shamar Steven, good rotation guy for their front. Oh, we haven't talked about the Patriots. Keeping Jason McCourty, 
They're losing Trey Flowers, which, I mean, I think they should have paid Trey Flowers. 16, when there was one point it looked like he was going to be about 20 million. Mm. 16, 17 million, I don't have a problem with for Trey Flowers. But they have gone and finally brought Michael Bennett in, who says he's been desperate to play there for a long time for a little pick swap action. Now, I know Michael Bennett is, uh, is an older pass rusher at 33 years old, but he showed last year he can still be an absolute wrecking ball. And you feel like we don't know how that defense is going to look post Flores, but it's still got Bill Belichick. He'll find a really good way to use him. I think he'll be great this year. At the back end of the season, I read a stat somewhere that he, out of all um, QB pressures, was third on the list of of all QB pressures, which is incredible. So, yeah, I totally get why they've signed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I just, I'm just now making sure we touch on every team. New, New Orleans Saints, they've re-signed Will Lutz. That's fine. Good, decent kick. Uh, d- good, decent. Uh, is he a punter? No, Morse is a punter. He's the kicker. kicker. And then great kicker. Uh, signing Latavius Murray, four-year contract, 14.4 million. He's, um, your, he's your Mark Ingram replacement. Yeah. He's not as good as Mark Ingram. Nowhere near as good as Mark Ingram. But he will do the job as the rotation guy and they'll just give Alvin Kamara the ball more. Yep. So, fine. Yep. Talked about the Jets, talked about the Raiders. We haven't talked about the Eagles. They kept Brandon Graham around for big money, bringing Malik Jackson for some decent money, but... Wow, the Eagles continue to look like a good team up front on the defensive line. Great. Yeah. I mean, they lose Trey Flowers, but... Uh, sorry, they lose um, Michael Bennett, but they bring in Malik Jackson. Um, Deshaun Jackson comes back. 32 years old now, Deshaun Jackson, but did show some real field-stretching ability last year and and made Ryan Fitzpatrick look really good. And the, there's actually a really interesting Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick Carson Wentz comparison, potentially. I don't think Carson Wentz throws as good a deep ball, though, and that's what Deshaun Jackson's been brought in to do. So, hmm. Golden Tate is still on the block. Uh, he may resign with them, he may not. Um, maybe they'll look at the draft, a, a deep um, a, a deep flyer on, on a, a slot guy. Um, that may make more sense than re-signing Golden Tate. And there's only one team we've not talked about, and it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We all know we're excited about the Kangol returning, what he can do for the offense. Donovan Donovan Smith getting the franchise tag and then getting a, a $40-plus million contract over three years. He feels overpaid for how good he is. I don't think he's that good, but he's their guy. He's in the building. They clearly trust him. Perriman and Buchanan can both make a difference next year. I mean, Brashad Perriman ha- will be cheap as chips and actually showed a bit of flash at the end of last season. This is, seems like a prove-it deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Prove it! Uh, <laughs> prove it! We've covered off all the deals of day one. Oh, buddy. We've done really well. Do you know what? Slap your own back. Okay. I did it. Ow, I hurt my fingers. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> it was Sorry it was a bit listy, but we gave our views. We touched on every team. Uh, and overall, I, I think we were pretty positive on most things. Which is surprising. I, I got negative early on. I went after some teams early on. I could feel myself shouting. I I went after a few people. But otherwise, you know. Right at the start, but then we pulled it back, I think. And yeah, all right. Great first day to the year, everyone. Woohoo! Well done. Well done, you, Ollie. 
Well done you, Willie. Thanks, buddy. No, thank you, buddy. Uh, don't forget that these, with the new season, we're going to be, as I said, talking with... Uh, we'll do another podcast. We'll have Tim Brown and we will have Brian Erlacher. And Brian Erlacher, we get into the idea that Packers-Bears could be a sneaky surprise season opener to celebrate the 100th season of the NFL and then stick the Patriots on Sunday night football instead. Uh, we talked to him about that, the history of that fixture. But if you want to go to the opening game of the season or if you want to go to the Super Bowl or if you want to go the, the people to do it with what, do you, what do you do where do you go yeah Will? head to touchdown trips oh yeah head to touchdown trips touchdowntrips.com the Super Bowl stuff for Miami next year is already up and running uh, let's be honest Miami a more glamorous city than Atlanta or Minnesota it's there then it's Tampa Bay you want to get in this season no one wants to go to Tampa that's a bit harsh I tell I you like what the pirate ship the, there is already interest I know for a fact, and this is not trying to get people to go, but there is already interest from the guys that went on our Gridiron Tour last year on going to Miami for the Super Bowl. And and look, the Super Bowl is expensive, absolutely. But A, if you do it now, you have time to spread the costs. And B, Touchdown Trips have proven over the last two seasons to be the cheapest travel company from the UK to do the Super Bowl. And they don't do it by scrimping. They do it by making you... Great offers. Yeah. So go out and check them out as well. Ollie, any final thoughts, buddy pal? Uh, do you know what? I've, um, I was going to get Grimble to give me a final thought, but I forgot completely about oh. his final thoughts. I saw him for the first time properly the other day and had a little chat with him. I've missed him so much. I love him. Do you know? I'll give you a little final thought, and you please gamble responsibly. But Grimble, it's so Grimble that he got a free bet from a betting company and decided to put the whole thing, 20 quid, on a Cheltenham, on a horse at Cheltenham today. He went, he not only went and got done, won the, won the bet, won the race, and got himself 170 quid. It's just so grimble, isn't it? And his, his, what he said was, if only I could find some Bud Light to spend it on. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Any final thoughts, Willie? No, I just, uh, I miss Grimble. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you for those r- rare people that tweeted us to ask us if there is going to be other podcasts Grimble! coming up. We are back. We are officially back. We're back. Uh, and we'll be back with weekly podcasts from We're now to the end of time. And not just that, but to Sherry. The end of time. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. Ooh, Sherry buddy. came and stayed at my house uh, last Wednesday where Man United beat PSG in the Champions League. And he said to me, hey, you want me and Simon to do you uh, some some draft preview pods under the uh, auspices of the college pod? I'm like, absolutely, I want that. Why aren't you doing that well, already? 100%. That gives us more time off. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, so expect Sherry and Clancy to be doing you some draft preview stuff for a much more expert opinion than me and Ollie could ever offer. Plus, we're going to have Devin Bush, the top-rated linebacker in the draft, and we're going to have the top-rated running back from the draft as well. What's his face? Kid out of Alabama. Josh Jackson? Yeah. Is that right? Is it Josh Jackson? (laughs) Percy from Dawson's Creek? Uh, Is is that who Josh Jackson is? I think it is, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. I can't believe I forgot. He was so lovely as well. Like Daniel Jacobs. And he was one of the nicest. Wasn't he? Absolutely lovely guy. So we'll have a, a podcast coming out with those two on it as well. Thank you so much for listening. Love you forever. This has been The Gridiron Show.